Hello class. Welcome, welcome, settle, settle. Hey, you in the back, I know you're eager. Just keep your dick away, please. For now. I am your professor, Dr. Lord Fox. I'm not with my co-professor today. Professor Bayberry is away, but she will be with me during the discussion of today's topic, which is porn. I'm sure you all partake in it. And I'm going to tell you a little bit of what we found out about it, what information we have that is helpful for you, and how it can help your partners and all the people you fuck. So, sit back and... Let's get into it. Alright, so today we're going to be talking about porn, as I had mentioned. So I'm going to go into a brief history. The earliest known recording of illicit material was a cave drawing known as Venus of Willendorf, which depicts a woman with, with exaggerated breasts found on the banks of Danube River, dates back over 25,000 years. The ancient Greeks and Romans often wrote explicit stories on all kinds of sexual acts. While the Mochi of Peru depicted sex in images engraved on their pottery. Also, we are all familiar with the Kama Sutra from ancient India by Vasayayana. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I hope someone would correct me and I would be able to learn. Anyways, the Kama Sutra outlines various sexual positions and eroticisms. As we move further into history, the influence of the Catholic Church spread along with its puritanical ideals, which led to a restriction on sexually explicit materials. Pope Paul IV prepared the, the first list of banned works in 1557, which was the backbone of the Index Librorum, Prohibitorum, an updated collection of prohibited fiction that would persevere until 1965, when Pope Paul VI eliminated it in a sweep of institutional reform. However, the conceptualization of porn as we know it today did not blossom until the onset of the Victorian era, a pinnacle historical era that presented the shaky intersection between social norms and newly invented technology. The invention of the moving picture ushered in newfound opportunities to showcase the scandalous. A notable entry into the world of pornographic film was Le Coucher de la Marie in 1896 by Eugene Pirou and Albert Kirchner, which depicted a newlywed woman undressing for her husband. Despite new technological advances, the government sought to wage war against obscenity. In quotes. The English Obscene Publications Act of 1857 was the paramount legislation that gave police the authority to seize and destroy offending material, while the Hickling Test for Obscenity later adopted in America, measured degrees of obscenity in the court of law. Moving forward, Denmark became the first country to decriminalize pornography in 1969. 
which has also been dubbed the beginning of the golden age of sex and saw the release of famous films such as Andy Warhol's Blue Movie which showed unsimulated heterosexual sex. By the 70s, most restriction in North America surrounded obscenity were loosened and upon the boom of the internet pornography became more widely accessible than ever before. According to a 2017 Huffington Post article, 30% of data transferred across the internet is porn and surpasses more visitors every month than Netflix, Twitter, and Amazon. It is a roughly $13 billion industry and there are approximately 68 million search requests for porn per day. While pornography is now readily available for free for all to enjoy, this has come at great cost for performers and content creators and sex workers. Later, we will discuss alternative and ethical avenues to access porn that directly benefits those who create it. So what are the positive impacts of porn? In an academic paper published by Alan McKee for the Australian Journal of Communications entitled Positive and Negative Effects of Pornography as Attributed by Consumers. It was written in 2007. And in it, it says consumers often reported porn as making consumers less repressed about sex, making them more open-minded about sex, increasing tolerance of other people's sexualities, giving pleasure to consumers, providing educational insights, sustaining sexual interest in long-term relationships, making consumers more attentive to a partner's sexual desire, helping consumers find an identity or community, and helping them to talk to their partners about sex. Further, another paper by Janine Orlowski, entitled Beyond Gratification, The Benefits of Pornography and Demedicalization of Female Sexuality, written in 2012, for the American Anthology, argues that porn has led to demedicalization of female sexuality by presenting scenarios wherein women are seen enjoying and instigating sex without the context of a prevailing medical condition or imbalance, as would have been considered before, such as hysteria and nymphomania and so on. In general, porn has presented an attitude towards female sexuality that not only acknowledges its existence in and of itself, but also presents it as normal. Other benefits also include allowing one to live out sexual fantasies that are not being executed in real life with a partner. With that said, there are some potentially harmful aspects of porn as well. Other commonly reported disadvantages of porn by consumers, according to the article by McKee, where, where that it leads them to objectify people and cause them to have unrealistic sexual expectations causing relationship problems, loss of interest in sex, and leading to addiction. The struggles of porn addiction were portrayed in the 2013 film Don John, directed by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Additionally, porn can and has been used to perpetuate a continued objectification of women, and in some cases portray instances of violence that, while 
consensual for the consumers may fail to execute its nuance, leading some viewers to internalize these scenarios and apply them to their daily lives, leaving out the consensual aspects. As mentioned earlier, there are alternative sources for your porn that provide direct payment to the sex workers and performers. Uh, these include Snapchat, Make Love Not Porn, which is a consent, which is a platform where consenting couples submit their own content, which you can rent for only five dollars, and you get to keep for three weeks. Fifty percent of the proceeds go directly to the co contributors. There's X Confessions, which is by filmmaker Erica Lust. She is known for her feminist porn. And these take crowdsourced stories from anonymous confessions and turns them into fully-fledged erotic films with a focus on female agency. There is also many vids, OnlyFans, and Fan Central. These are all platforms that allow performers to post their own content and giving their fans a subscription or payment for certain scenes. I hope these help. Um, have a great day, guys.